0: Well, hey, whether you stumbled onto my podcast or you've been a long-time listener, I'm glad you're listening. What is this podcast all about? Well, it's about people just like me, just like you, about age 60, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but you, like me, are trying to figure out how you're going to do life for this next 10, 20, 30 years. How are you going to stay healthy? What are you going to eat? Are you going to exercise how are you going to do the things you really really want to do in retirement Uh, but most importantly things that i think about go along these lines how am i going to avoid assisted living how am i going to maintain my independence how am i going to enjoy life to its fullest until god says my time is done thank you for joining me i hope you enjoy the podcast Okay, okay, okay. This is take number four. And uh, welcome to the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I'm your host, Gene Fleming. From the great state of Alabama, in the small town of Fort Payne, sitting right here at the base of Lookout Mountain. This is a place we call home. We love it here. The weather's great. And today, even though it rained, I'm going to say the weather was great because we really needed it. And this evening, I did not have to go out and water all my flowers and vegetables by hand. So, I don't know what you've been up to, but I hope it's been doing good things for you. Good things for your health, good things for your mind, good things for your spirit, things that make you truly feel alive. Uh, despite the rain today, uh, we got a little clearing this afternoon, and and uh, I went out and did a two-mile walk and climbed a bunch of hills and you know and you when you walk for 30 or 40 minutes you really get all the exercise you need for one day and uh... you put a little challenge to it it's really super exercise if you walk a little faster than you normally do it's a little more of a challenge if you throw some hills in the mix uh... well you know you're going to work on your leg strength and uh... it's really uh, a perfect exercise uh, this afternoon, I walked and listened to uh, I listened to the radio, of all things. Who listens to the radio anymore? Uh, unless you're in the car. So, anyway, I used my iPhone and an app on it and tuned into a radio station. And I listened to classical music and jazz. Fancy that. Hey, it makes for good walking music. Now... I had some things I wanted to talk about this week, and um, uh, you know, I cook these ideas for three, four, five days before I actually bring them to a podcast. Sometimes I take notes, and uh, the thing that has been burning in my uh, heart—I mean you know, because I I made this podcast for people approaching retirement or early in their retirement and anybody of any age that really needs to think about how they're going to get through the next 5, 10, 15 years and be a healthy, active person who's enjoying life. But I got to thinking about the point at which my life started getting more difficult and um and uh... it started about age forty i had retired from the navy and uh... i went strictly academic for a couple of years uh... uh finishing up some college work and uh... and um, I, I was still working you know i was still uh, uh, doing uh... insurance work for state farm believe it or not uh... inspecting houses and uh... hey the money was good but the work was hard so anyway but uh... You know, I wasn't doing what I did when I was on active duty in the Navy anymore. And uh, I spent a lot of time behind a desktop computer and uh, a lot of time doing research and reading. You know how college work goes. And, and uh, so uh, I spent more time indoors, less time outdoors, more time doing mental work and less time doing physical work. And uh, I'd try to squeeze in a fishing trip or a hunting trip, uh, you know, a few times a month, but nothing like I had done uh, before I retired from the Navy. The the bad consequence of this change of life, because that's what it was for me, when you go from being active duty in the military to being free to do whatever you want to do, and uh, and you don't have restrictions, and you don't have to fit the same old uniforms, and, and uh, you don't have to be all spiffy every day, well you can kind of become a couch potato if you're not careful and coincidentally about the time i was turning forty i had some health issues i had to have surgery on my neck and uh... so i am part titanium man these days and i had to have operations on both my wrist from carpal uh... due to uh, carpal tunnel syndrome and uh... i'm gonna tell you um, that is no easy surgery and um the pain was immense from it, the neck surgery was a hard one, uh, you know, six weeks I had to walk around wearing one of those cervical collars and, you know, it's not the most attractive look if you've ever seen somebody wearing one. But uh, fortunately, I got the use of my hands back and, and you know, those issues passed and now we're, you know, we're 22 years later and uh, and uh, the neck is good and the hands are good and. And uh, and I lead I lead an active life, but after those surgeries, or maybe beginning with those surgeries, and um, the re- and you know those happened right when I retired from the Navy. I mean, just as I'd walked out the door. So after that was when I started working on um, some college work, and and um, I gained a lot of weight. You know, I gained 14 pounds in one year, and that really is a significant weight gain, and. Um, you know, now I didn't just stay a cow's potato, you know, I, I, I did a lot of work uh, at hospitals uh, as a as a, as a, rotation, a rotating chaplain. In other words, I, there was five different hospitals that I visited and, uh, and I worked for Baptist Health Systems in Pensacola, Florida. So that was, a, you know, it was a good job. A lot of time on the road, a lot of time eating fast food. Uh, A lot of times flying out the door in the middle of the night and, you know, just grabbing a handful of Little Debbie snack cakes or something like that to uh, uh, get me to my destination. Um, But I began getting sleep deprived and about the same time we had started a farm, uh, uh, a hobby farm, and we had goats and chickens and, you know, things like that. And we had a, a big pecan grove. And so there was plenty of work for me to do day in, day out. Because trust me, when you have a herd of 120 goats, there's always work. You know, there's fence work, there's taking care of the animals' work, there's feeding work, there's uh, planting work, because we had to plant pastures for them. So there was always, you know, I was always busy doing something, but the one thing I was failing to do was take care of myself. I wasn't really worried about it. You know, I was 40, 41, 42, 43 years old. And, uh, you know, just kind of tick-tocking along in life like everything was great. And and I really thought it was great. And and I enjoyed what I was doing. Don't get me wrong. And uh, during those years, I wore overalls. Yeah, I did. I wore overalls. Liberty overalls. That was the brand. And uh, because they were convenient... Unless I was doing chaplain work, they were convenient. Really, they are for working around the farm, doing tractor work and stuff like that. So, uh, you know, I've always been a bit of a, a country boy. You know, I was raised on a farm, and and I kind of felt like I was getting back to my roots by having, uh, you know, livestock and and uh, well, mainly just cows and goats, but. Uh, you know I I really enjoy that life I enjoy that kind of work it never seems like work to me it just seems like it it just seems like a big hobby to me and in fact it was well I noticed I got where I couldn't quite fasten the side tabs on my overalls anymore and um, and so you've probably seen somebody wearing overalls like that before and they're basically wide open all the way to the hips down either side and and that's kind of a, that's kind of an unfortunate thing because, uh, you know, sometimes when we get too big for our britches, uh, we go on a diet or we start exercising or we try to, you know, fix the problem. But if you can just let your overalls out one side at a time and and keep on going, you know, you just, you, you know, you you don't lose any weight and you're not motivated to lose weight so that you can fit in the clothes you already have. And, well, anyway, so um, in the early 40s, uh, I really wish that a doctor had gotten my attention in a serious way and said, Mr. Fleming, you know, your body fat percentage is too high. Your body mass index is too high. And, and I mean, I wish he had really just held my feet to the fire and said, Son, you are going to get very sick unless you start raining this thing in. And if she had told me that once your waistline as a man crosses 40 inches, that's a magic number, folks, 40 inches of a waistline, it's a good indicator that you're going to become a diabetic. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I said that live on the podcast because it's a truth. And if you know that and, and, and you're getting close to 40, it's, it's time to get serious about what you're eating and um, the same foods that are making you heavy are the same ones that are going to make your propensity for getting type 2 diabetes even worse. You know, we got to get that sugar, that blood glucose under control. But my uh, doctor did not pull me aside and did not lecture me sternly and shake her finger in my face. And, and so I just, I just kind of stumbled forward for years, years. I told my daughter today, she called me for Father's Day, and I told her today, I said, you know, I lost about 12 years of my life uh, just not taking care of me, and I got progressively sicker. And so as I was thinking back through our conversation and kind of through my life story, I really wanted to talk to people about age 40. You know, I told my daughter today, nobody teaches us how to merge into our senior years. Nobody. I mean, I suppose maybe if you subscribe to the AARP magazine, it gives you some ideas of things to expect and how to contend with them. But, um, you know, it's like I never took a class in college called How to Age Well. You know, I I studied death and dying and a lot of other topics, but never anything that said, you know, when you hit 40, things start... Getting tougher. It starts taking longer to heal. It takes longer to get well from the common cold. Even the flu seems more severe than it's ever been. Um, your immune system has a tendency to drop off. Um, you know, uh, hormone regulation goes through changes. You know, men sometimes see a decline in testosterone, and uh, you know, women may start. Uh, being premenopausal during these years with disruptions in thyroid, estrogen, um, you know, cortisol, all of those hormones that affect how we manage our body mass, our weight, and our uh, and how we do exercise. And so, anyway, you know, I was thinking somebody needs to tell those forty-year-olds out there that. Uh, You're getting away with all this stuff now. You're getting away with living on fast food and running hither and there, and and um, and uh, you know, uh, just flying kind of by the seat of your pants. You do your job, you take care of your kids, uh, you go to your meetings, you attend church, you go hunting, you go fishing, you go uh, watch baseball games, whatever it is you do, you're getting away with that at age forty now. But if you've started gaining weight into the danger zone, approaching obesity. And statistically, people in my state, about 33% of us are technically obese. Now obese is not your shape. Obesity is the percentage of body fat you're carrying on your frame, okay? And, um, And I know men and women often carry fat in different places. Uh, when I got really big, I, I had I, my neck was a storage unit for my my body fat. Believe it or not, uh, these days I'm sporting about a 15 inch neck. But at my biggest, I was sporting about a 22 inch neck. And uh, you know, these days I'm sporting about a 35 or 34 inch waist. And at my height, I was sporting a 46 inch waist. So anyway, I'm talking to you 40 year olds, if, if you're listening, that stuff starts getting real and, and it gets everything starts getting harder. It doesn't just get harder when you turn 60. It starts getting harder when you're about 40. And you are at the best place in your life as you're entering your 40s or, or if you're in your early 40s, you are at the best place spot in your life to make critical changes that you can make to ensure that you're still good and healthy by the time you reach 50. Yeah, there's some obvious things that anybody can do. You can give up smokes, that'd be a good idea. You can cut back on the alcohol, that would be a good idea. Uh, You can watch how much sugar you're eating every day. No matter what form it comes in, you know, uh, you, but you can you can watch that, you know, um, you can change your diet to where your macronutri- macronutrients are balanced to where about 30% of your calories come from protein and 30% come from fat and 30% come from um, carbohydrates. You know, you, you can do all that you and you're at the time when your energy decline is going to start to happen. Now you might be worn out from dealing with kids. You might be worn out from dealing with young grandchildren. You might be worn out because of your uh, work and, and tired all the time. That is not going to improve if you end up with sicknesses that are simply related to being overweight or obese. One of the things I learned the hard way was that because um, I was a man that put on most of my body fat right out front. Yeah, I had some on my backs and uh, you know down my sides and across my chest and in my neck, but it was all frontal weight. It's not like I ended up with big thighs or a big rear end or, or big arms, you know. I was carrying all this excess fat, and when you stop and think about, let's say, let's say you've picked up a 24 count uh, package of bottled water. Everybody, everybody's done that just about, you know, buy 24 bottles of water, and you've got that bottle, that, that case of water right out in front of you. Well, that's 24 bottles of water weigh roughly, and this is rough roughly 25 pounds. That doesn't seem like much, you know, but uh, now if that amount of weight is hanging out on your front side, around your belly and lower abdomen, or if it's hanging out around your backside, imagine what that extra 25 pounds of weight is doing stress-wise to your spine. Think about all those nerves that weave in and out of your spine and all those discs and all those uh, facet joints and places in your spine where the nerve endings exit your spine and go on out to your feet, your legs, your arms, everything else. Now if you're carrying 25 extra pounds and for those of you that have had babies you know exactly what I'm talking about remember when you were you know seven eight nine months pregnant and you had all that frontal weight and how your back hurt all the time well then you had the baby and you got some relief from that and your spine realigned and you recovered and went on to be a super mom I hope but uh, for those of us over 40 that are not having children anymore all this frontal weight, especially on men often on women, that frontal weight puts an incredible amount of pressure on our spines and on our disc and our back so consequently we end up with a lot of back injuries and we end up with a lot of pain and uh, you can get to that point where you know a couple of ibuprofen or a couple of Tylenol just don't do the trick anymore and um, and you finding yourself needing more rest or, um uh, you know a firmer mattress and we all go through those evolutions it seems about the time we're in our 40s so if the overweightness is an issue the lack of exercise is an issue and a bad diet is an issue when you're in your early 40s you know i want to be the person that knocks on your door and says hey 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 you can do something about this but we need to start We need to start and we need to have a plan to make sure that when you hit 50, things don't really go in the dunk tank because it's about age 50 when people really start getting the diagnosis of type two diabetes. They start getting the diagnosis of uh, cardiovascular diseases, one type or another. Uh, You know, they start worrying about things like blood clots and a lot of people start uh, seeming to be more at risk for all types of cancers. Um, You know, bowel cancers, kidney cancers, prostate cancers, uh, uh, breast cancers. You know, I don't want to leave any cancers out, but, you know, obesity puts us at a higher risk for just about any type of cancer. So if I were 40 today and I had to do it all over again, the first time my overalls wouldn't button you know I might would throw a tantrum I I might would lose my cool but I might would say okay I need to talk to somebody who knows how to fix this problem because honestly folks I didn't all I knew was in the Navy I went on yo-yo diets that was dumb I'd run like crazy for a couple of months to try to get in shape and I did that cycle year after year after year after year after year. And as soon as I didn't have to do it anymore, I just ballooned out, you know. And it wasn't like I set out to eat everything in sight, and it wasn't like I was a terrible binge eater, you know. It's not like I, you know, ate two pizzas at a time or, you know, a half gallon of ice cream at every setting. But I, uh, I, I, if, if, if at that point, or if you're at that point, and you're starting to get frustrated and you're starting to have aches and pains and you're feeling lethargic, you don't have the energy to keep up with the kids or keep up with the job or keep up with the uh, farm or whatever it is you do, it may be time to get somebody to help you and that person could be any number of people. It could be a psychologist. It could be your regular medical doctor. It could be a personal trainer, and uh, you know, a lot of times people balk at the thought of uh, going to the gym, getting a personal trainer, and entrusting their health and their physical fitness to somebody they barely know. But uh, you know, you can seek referrals on 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 trainers. You know, talk to people that are using that trainer and find out if they're they're good, they know their stuff, and they're friendly, and you know, and they'll help you out because people talk about that sort of thing. But, you know, any one of those sources could help you get started. And that's all we're talking about. Let's just see what we can do. Get started. Okay. I know I'm 40-ish now. I want to be 50-ish and feel pretty darn good and not be on a bunch of medications. And then I want to get to the point where, like the guy that does this podcast, I've pushed 60 aside and I'm rocking on, baby. Rocking on. Feeling pretty good. Uh, doing things that I couldn't do when I was 40, 22 years ago. I can run farther now. I can run faster now. I can lift more now. And here's the twist. I mean, there's a beautiful twist to this. I lost the weight. I got off the medications. I lost the weight and began a regular purposeful exercise program that was tailored to my own needs. I lost the weight, and um, you know, one by one, all the medications I were on went away. I lost the weight, got to feeling more energetic, feeling alive, feeling uh, capable again. I think there's nothing more frustrating in this world than wanting to be able to do something you could once do. You just don't have the energy for it. You just don't have the strength for it. You just can't, you know, like an average round of golf on a, on a, on a big golf course, even riding in a cart can take three and a half, four, sometimes up to five hours, depending on how many people on the course and how Fast the rate of play is going, and how large your golfing group is. Five hours is a long time to be, you know, hitting golf balls. It really is. And even though you're riding in a cart in a lot of the distance, you're still walking a lot. And then, you know, if that's something you're doing now and you want to be able to do it when you're 50, there's a good possibility if you're already obese, that thing that you enjoy, whatever it is, is going to end about the time you're 50, 55 years old. I I can't promise you it will. Um, You know, there's kind of some false hope out there that there's, uh, I hear this term, fit and fat. Um, Well, you might be obese and getting away with still doing some things, still pushing yourself really hard at times, but... um, if your body's out of kilter because you're off-center, if your organs are stressed because of visceral fat inside your body cavity that's surrounding your spleen, your stomach, your heart, your lungs, your kidneys, and everything else, uh, then that, that, that's not fit. You know, That's what is often called morbid obesity. In other words, you're carrying enough body fat that it's going to shorten your life. Gosh, I wish I had been smarter when I was 40. Uh, nobody told me that, that continuing to gain this, you know, 5, 10, 15 pounds a year over several years was eventually going to make me so sick that I would require hospitalization. And during the sickest part of my time, I was hospitalized one, two, three, four, five times that I can count right off the top of my head that doesn't include procedures that I was having done on my spine, uh, nerve blocks and things like that surgeries, things like that, It doesn't include all of that, that was that was all extra, but um, so the goal in life is to be able to go and do and to have the energy to do and feel good about doing and to not be medicated with medicine after medicine. It has been said By really smart people and a lot smarter than me, medical doctors, that 85% of everything that's wrong with middle-aged America could have been prevented with healthy eating and exercise. And here's the news flash you don't want to hear. You're not going to find healthy eating at a buffet. You're just not. You're not going to find it at a fast food joint. You're not going to find healthy eating at a convenience store. And, you know, so at some point, you've got to decide what you want most. Do you want things to keep going the way they are right now and you're struggling already? Or do you want to make changes that bring your energy level up, restore your sleep? Oh, and that's one other thing that starts going downhill. uh, If you're carrying too much weight in your 40s, sleep quality starts going down. And... um, You know, and a lot of people about that time end up on CPAP machines. You know what that is? CPAP? It's a machine that helps you breathe through the night so that you don't uh, you don't uh, quit breathing and lose oxygen to the brain. It happens, you know? So, uh, you know, there's a lot of good reasons. Here's some other reasons. I told my daughter today, and we had a, a sentimental, serious conversation. I said, you know, when I realized that I was so sick that I could die at any moment, you know, I could have had a stroke, I could have fallen, I could have had a heart attack, I could have had a brain aneurysm. I was just so sick and so medicated. I could have had an overdose from medication. You know, all these things were possible. Um, I said, you know, I I thought about how hard it would be for my wife to have to explain to my daughter that your dad died because he didn't take care of himself. Your dad died because you know, for a long while he didn't eat healthy food and your dad died because uh he didn't try to take better care of himself. Fortunately for my daughter, fortunately for me, um you know, I I managed with good doctors and good counseling and good classes and good eating and good exercise, I pulled through all that nonsense. And in the end, I had to lose a total of about 105 pounds to get my health back. That's a lot of weight. You know, that's like a fifth grader, and, um, or maybe a sixth grader. So, to you, the young person, the 40 year old listening to this, I hope you hear what I'm saying you think life is tough now and things are getting harder now obesity and lack of exercise is going to further complicate and I know you're thinking but gummit, Gene when am I gonna find time I'm so busy already when am I gonna find time to go to a gym and work with a trainer or talk with a dietitian, or talk with a doctor or, or talk with a psychologist about what I'm feeling and what I'm going through my friend, you have to make the time. This is one of those times in your life when you say, okay, it's time to put me first. Uh, this is the time when you quit volunteering for everything that goes on at church and in, uh, in your workplace. This is the time where you start taking your vacations when they're, they come around and, uh, and enjoying them and relaxing and unwinding. This is the time when you become the owner of your destiny as far as health and fitness goes. It'll be the most important thing you will do between age 40 and 50. Because, sweetheart, I'm going to tell you, and for you guys, Bruce, you listening? uh, You're going to have to message me, Bruce, if you got that. Uh, You know, um, if you're listening, you know, when we get over 60, it really, really gets hard. And... I'm not there yet, but I work with seniors in fitness, and it gets harder at 70. And there's arthritis and blood pressure issues and um, all kinds of things going on. You know, what if you got proactive in taking care of your health? What if you got proactive in eating just healthy food? I'm not saying you can never have a hamburger or a pizza or a small bowl of ice cream or things like that, but what if this was the year where you decided to recapture your energy? Uh, What if this is the year that you didn't have to increase your pants or dress size one more time? You know something that's kinda weird about all of that? When I got bigger, I even had to buy bigger shoes. Isn't that crazy? I mean, I'd been wearing a size 8 shoe forever. I couldn't fit in them anymore. I guess I had fat feet. I don't know. Maybe I just had swelling from poor circulation and all. But I'm going to tell you, I don't want my life to get any harder than it has to be. So my commitment and the commitment of this podcast, Pushing 60 Aside is to get the most out of life by getting the most out of our food, healthy food, and getting the most out of our time to work out. When I say work out, folks, I'm talking five 30-minute sessions of power walking a week. That will do the trick. That will do the trick. So, you know, sounds kind of like I'm on a rant tonight, but the urgency really happens when we hit 60. But the urgency to do something about our health and fitness should begin about age 40, if not sooner. Until next time, thank you for listening. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Um, Shout-outs to Norm, to Deborah, and uh, to Glenda, and a lot of other faithful listeners. I appreciate your feedback and your support. Until next time, God bless.